1: Welcome to Burn It All Down, the feminist sports podcast you need. I'm Jessica, and for this hot take, we are once again covering the ever-increasing number of anti-transgender bills, and now, thanks to Mississippi laws, being debated across the United States. As we recently talked about on episode 195, lots of legislators and the people supporting them are using transphobic arguments claiming that we must discriminate against trans people or else women's sports will be ruined. That's a lie, and it's a terrible one at that. In that episode, Lindsay said, quote, We need the NCAA to be coming out with very strong statements that any single place that considers these bills, that puts these bills into action, will have zero play, zero NCAA championships, zero chance of hosting any of these big tournaments, and will not be in compliance with their bylaws and therefore, honestly, should be up for punishment. Well, Lindsay wasn't the only person feeling that way. Roughly 550 college athletes signed a letter to NCAA President Mark Emmert and the NCAA Board of Governors this week that says, in part, quote, You have been silent in the face of hateful legislation in states that are slated to host championships, even though those states are close to passing anti-transgender legislation. I have the two college athletes who started that letter here with me today. Will y'all introduce yourselves, tell us who you are, and what you do?
0: great. So I am Alana Bojar. I am a senior at Washington University in St. Louis, and
1: I run for the women's track and field team here.
2: My name's Alia Shank. I'm a junior at Washington University in St. Louis, and I also run for the women's track and field team.
1: Awesome. Thank you both for being here today. Uh, can you tell me first, I'd just like to hear how did this letter come about? So we are
0: part of our school's chapter of Athlete Ally, which is a national organization that deals to end and combat transphobia and homophobia in sport. So earlier in the summer, actually, the national organization reached out to us and said, you know, Idaho has HB500, which is one of the um, anti-trans athletes bills. And they said, you know, can you try to mobilize? student athletes and get a letter going so we did that and we essentially got silence from the NCAA board of governors and so you know six six or seven months later we recognized this silence and we said no we have to do it again so you know Aaliyah and I we talked with the national chapter once more and we wrote this letter really pointing out the silence and said you know not saying anything is saying a lot And we talked to the other chapters, we talked to athletes at our school, we sent it out to as many student athletes that we could think of, um, you know, our friends from high school, too. And that's when we, you know, got this all going. And we've had the letter open for about a month and a half now. And we've had you know, really great turnout.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So you've act the letter was actually written a while ago, I was going to ask, how did you get how do you get 550 anybody's but especially like college athletes, uh, together. I, I read somewhere it's like eighty five different schools are on this on this letter. How how did you do that? So you're just you're literally just emailing?
2: Pretty much. It's kind of a combination of you know texting our friends that are student athletes at other NCAA schools and being like, hey, can you distribute this amongst your teammates? Circling it among you know the athletic department at WashU, and then using the contacts through what we call SAC, which is Student Athletic Advisory Committee. So we have, we have a staff committee at our school and there's like representatives that go inter-conference and the national representatives. So kind of using that network and just being like, hey, there's this petition. You know, we're really passionate about this and we're trying to mobilize student athletes. If you could spread it amongst the community just get as many signatures as possible, that'd be wonderful. And that's a big way that we've done it before um, in terms of, yeah, you said we've got like 85 plus different schools. A lot of it is just, you know, looking online and looking at uh, social media presences and being like, would this person be interested in maybe distributing this among their community? And so we had a great athlete at Duke who reached out and, you know, was able to circulate it among that community too. And that certainly helped. Um, So it's just kind of a combination of, you know, informal me texting my friend who runs at XYZ school and being, Hey, can you distribute this and more, you know, I guess legitimate outreach through email and things, but it's just any way that we can get the word out, we, we try to do.
1: Yeah. And as you mentioned, it's not the first letter you've written. This is now the second one. Uh, why does this issue matter to you all? Why do you think athletes should care about it? Why should it matter to all of us?
0: So I know that for me personally, and for I feel like I can speak for any t- athlete I know, sports have changed our lives. And to know that there's a certain group of people, you know, transgender athletes that are denied this privilege, it's upsetting, it's angering. And I feel like if you can enjoy the sport, you have to fight for the rights for everyone to enjoy the sport too.
2: I think also, you know, these bills are presenting and like presenting the assumption that trans athletes are going to, you know, ruin women's sport. And that obviously has, you know, lots of different connotations. But I think, you know, what Alana said, Alana, I think, you know, Alana said it really well. We just want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to play the sports that they love. You know, I I started playing soccer, you know, when I was four years old and then transitioned to running. And uh, I just, you know, my entire life and a huge part of my identity has been based around sport. And so to see this entire community just not have the chance to be able to enjoy the sports that they love and to be considered villains for just being who they are is just super upsetting to me.
1: Yeah, I find it so strange that so many people involved, well, not, I think a lot of legislators are not, (laughs) they're not being generous about what what they believe, but a lot of us in sports, like, we just love sport. It's just so strange to think that that then leads you to want to deny that to anyone. It's so heartbreaking at its core. Uh, what has your experience been like as college athletes who speak out? We're having like a particular moment, I would say, uh, during the pandemic, or this has been like a huge narrative about college athletes speaking out. And I was wondering, like what would you say to other college athletes who may be on the fence about whether or not to use their platform in this way?
2: it's It's hard. It's hard to, I think, recognize how much weight your voice has, especially because we are college athletes. And we're kind of in this transition phase where, you know, we're coming out of high school, we're coming into the real world, and we're kind of in this, this phase of does our voice really matter, you know, because on some level, we're, you know, adults, and we do have say, and then other times, we're still technically, babies entering the workforce and entering the real world, right. Um, but what I've learned throughout this whole process is that people do listen to what you have to say, and people do recognize that your impact. And so if you're a college athlete and you're looking to get involved in this type of thing and wanting to, you know, mobilize student athletes at your school, go for it. You know, there's, there's resources out there and, you know, athlete alley is always looking to start more chapters at different schools. So if your school doesn't have one, you can, you can start one. And we've been, we've been really lucky so far in terms of the great feedback and reception from our athletic department and, you know, athlete alley, the national organization, but I'd say, you know, just know that you do, you do have an impact and your voice
0: doesn't matter. I do want to recognize that I think there can be unique challenges when speaking up from a place of athletics. For example, you know, will my teammates, will my coach, you know, not respect me as much? Will I lose my scholarship? Um, and that's why I think it is really important to just, you know, have the people that do speak up, have them speak up even louder to show that, you know, you, you can do this people are behind you. And that if someone, you know, doesn't want to talk to you anymore, if someone wants to take something away from you, you can say, no, you can't do that. All these people are behind me and they are supporting what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm actually in the right here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you'll hear anything from the NCAA? I really hope so.
2: (laughs) I think that, you know, this response to this letter in terms of media and, news articles and things, has definitely been a lot heavier than it was over the summer. So I hope that they're taking notice. And I hope that they know that we're not going to stop fighting.
1: Yeah, and they set a precedent in North Carolina. So it's not as if we haven't seen them do something in the past. I know that this is, and it's worse now than ever. I mean, it's kind of, it's like a crisis at this moment. Do you have any advice for college athletes who, or I guess anyone who might want to do something specifically to help push back against these kind of these transphobic laws and bills that we're seeing in these legislators right now, or just transphobia in general? I would say use the platforms that you have to spread awareness, especially
0: I feel like there's a lot of fear surrounding, like unfounded fear surrounding um, transgender participation in sports. So if you can dispel those myths for just the people close to you, that would be, you know, that's a great step. I think if you're in one of the, what is it, 23 states that has a bill on the table, um, you know, call your representatives. As we said, as Leah said, you know, your voice does have weight. And so the more people that call in that email, um, that really shows that people do care.
1: Well, thank you so much, Aliyah and Alana, f- for your work uh, and for coming on Burn it All Down to talk about it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. If those listening want to know more about these bills, check out transathlete.com. If you want to know more about how to combat these bills, make sure to check out transathlete.com slash take dash action. And until next time, burn on, not out.